Bucky's Basement. Welcome to this week's episode of Bucky's Basement. I'm Bucky, and always with me in the basement, I've got my good friends, Old Boy yeah. and Juicebox. What up? And this is special for us because this is our inaugural episode of one of the series here that we do in Bucky's Basement, where uh, we are going to spend the next so many weeks and maybe months, and if this is popular, maybe years studying the filmography if you will of one of the greatest actors in our lifetime who's filmed over 120 movies so we thought why not jump in the basement and talk about this guy go through his movies and just exalt him uh for his work in (laughs) film I don't, I'm going to reserve my uh, judgment to say he's the greatest, one of the one of the greatest actors of all time. I mean, time. he is one of the most prolific actors of all That's time. That's the maybe? word. Okay. How, how do you judge acting? Uh, do you do it skill? by Academy Awards? No, not necessarily. Specifically, best actor, B- believable, uh, believability, um, okay, range. I think. Okay, you know, so you take on different roles and 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 achieve those roles. Um, I'm firmly convinced that we are describing the person that we're about to review, the one and the only, Mr. Nicholas Cage. Okay. All right. So give throw throw a few of your uh, titles out there for this segment. I don't want to throw a few of my titles out there. Throw yeah. one out there. I'll, I'll throw one. Okay. Well, we're gonna. Uh, Jump in the cage. <laughs> that's that's one of them. All right. We're, we definitely we're, need we're in outside the, help. Oh, we're getting in the cage. We need outside help. All right. Breaking yeah. out of the cage. What's his real name? Caged. <laughs> his real name is Nick Nicholas Coppola, right? Is it Nicholas Coppola? That is true. Nicholas Cage is just his stage name. He was actually born into a famous family in Hollywood. Uh, his uncle is Francis Ford Coppola, popular from... Uh, Francis Ford Coppola, The Godfather. The Godfather uh, Apocalypse movies. Now. Yes. Um, Didn't he do a, it was an interview with a vampire? Was that one of his? No. No? I think he makes a wine now. He owns, uh, yeah, he, yes. he owns a vineyard. <laughs> he, he became extremely popular, so he got his own vineyard. Yep, that's right. Because it's not he's not known anymore for The Godfather, which is the greatest trilogy. Uh, mm. Okay original and sequel of all time <laughs> yeah so uh he nephewed if, if i can say that he nephewed one uh nicholas coppola that's right uh who was in the family who again uh, the this is this is like an origin of why i'm obsessed and love nicholas cage is because he didn't want that fame. He didn't want that last name to be the reason that he became an actor. He wanted to do it on his own. So he didn't want to be a Nepo baby. He didn't. But okay. But he but he was. He, he was. Okay. Yeah. I mean, That's he cool. wrote off his name. He wrote. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But the story about this movie, which uh, that we're going to review today, because Nick Nick Cage, you know, he was born Nick. Nicholas Coppola, he spent most of his childhood just kind of like riding in that Hollywood lifestyle, uh, living in L.A., doing those things, but actually wanted to be in film. So he 
had the idea, a friend of him, his actually gave him this idea to change his name so he wouldn't be associated with his own family. And he really liked the Luke Cage comics. That's cool. So he takes Nick and Cage and puts them together right and then starts going after movies. He basically gets one of those headshots done. He's sending it out in Hollywood. He's trying to get... Um, what, they're not called interviews or Agents. auditions, auditions, auditions okay, all over yeah. town, right? So most people know that his very first movie was Fast Times at Ridgemont High, but he was only in that movie for all of like 45 seconds. Yeah, no speaking role. Nothing. Um, and then he basically was found the next year they're making this movie uh, called Valley Girl. And okay. this is the movie that we're going to review this today. This is why we're here. Right? Uh, Hollywood gets together and they say they want to make this movie like va- called Valley Girl. And the premise of it is like it's one of those throwbacks to Romeo and Juliet. And they're just going to take a whole new genre of people and throw this Romeo and Juliet story at them. So Nick Cage goes down there to interview and he's actually dismissed and gone home. Right? The original director and producers and everything, they wanted... Um, Oh God! They wanted Judd Ryan, Judge Reinhold. No, not I'm Judge sorry, Reinhold. Judd Nelson. Yes, Judd okay. Nelson. He's I the could, the bad boy <laughs> in the Breakfast Club. But uh, anyway, so they go through all these actors, and basically they hired this director called Martha Coolidge, and she hadn't done very much. She was known for documentaries, and she specifically said, "If we're going to do a movie about Valley people, which is basically it's kind of spoofing yeah. a certain genre of people at that time." Yeah, get, learn yeah. something on valley people real quick. Valley people. So <laughs> the valley thing, the valley girl thing came about, I didn't know this, was from early Saturday Night Live episodes. There was a uh, ongoing character called like Valley Girl. And oh. it was basically a girl that, you know, used all those ter- terms, terminology, the, the just over the top shit that valley girls Give us an say. impression. I, I can't, dude, Please. I can't. I can't. There are so many sound bites. I feel like as if clueless, like yes, as that's if, it. That's um, it. Yeah. All right. Keep going. I'm Everything sorry. just like that, right? But yeah. Martha Coolidge, who was the director of this movie, was hired to be the director of this movie. Basically, said that she wanted something outside the box. Nobody that was famous, because that's all any movie was doing at that time was hiring these famous like. Oh God! What were they called? Uh, the rat, not the, the rat, brat pack. Brat pack. The brat pack, right? She didn't want any of those actors. So basically, when everybody left, she looked through the what's called a root pile of uh, headshots, and she found Nick Cage's headshot, and she said, "This guy kind of has the look." And she didn't know who he was. Nobody knew who he was because he changed his name. Nick and Cage had the look. Apparently, he had the look for this movie, the bad boy. This is the book. Romeo look. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Nick Cage never watches this. By the way, anyway, so Nick Cage is the face. She's yeah. Like, yeah. So he gets hired on to do this movie, and the again, we're talking about the 1983 apparently smash hit Valley Girl. Yeah. It was a very low budget film. I also put like in the beginning this started to become an exploitation film based on the the backers of this movie the guys who put up the money for this movie basically wanted this they they said we'll hire martha coolidge the budget for this movie was six hundred thousand dollars she got paid five thousand dollars to direct this movie that is it she got no royalties after the fact Ah. she got five thousand but her idea was hey i've been in documentaries they're giving me the opportunity to be a director in this somewhat large medium-sized hollywood film and i just want to make something great so she had a lot of creative control other than one thing and these guys 
basically wanted to make a Romeo and Juliet movie for guys, so their only requirement was nudity. nudity. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I knew you were going to say that. Yes, and, wow. but she got creative control. But the crazy thing is, they didn't put in the contract how much nudity or how long it had to be on screen. So she also curbed a little bit of that. Now, if you've seen the movie Valley Girl, you obviously probably remember the nudity, right? 100%. And someone who is somewhat defamous to us gets naked in this movie, and I never knew that in my entire life until I watched Valley Girl for the first time two days ago. And if you guys remember, and it, it happened not too long ago, but, you know... Pee Wee Herman, Mr. Paul Rubens passed away and his most famous girlfriend of all time to me is Dottie from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she is in this movie in Valley Girl and and bears it all, basically. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't know this movie existed when I was a kid because I would have uh, worn, worn out that part right there. <laughs> yeah. rented it a lot. So Valley Girl is basically like like I've said it's it's a it's an homage to kind of Romeo and Juliet but just to set in a different setting. You've got you know the bad boy that nobody in the town likes. You've got the good boy that's still trying to you know chase after the queen so to speak. And this is the the most level headed Valley Girl who surrounds herself with a bunch of crazy ass friends. Uh, but this is like your ultimate '80s like. Two two worlds colliding, basically. Yes, yeah. It's it's. I, I don't know if I'd go so far as Romeo and Juliet, but yeah. But when you think of '80s movies, what do you think of? When I think of '80s movies, I think of ski slopes. I think of beaches. I think and of, then I think of the mall. I think yeah, the mall montages and montages. The, yes. So that's I, I wrote that down specifically, like the mall montage shots, and then like just the shots of the city. Like that's just a, like an awesome time capsule in and of itself. No like all that stuff has changed. You know, malls don't barely exist anymore. Like LA probably looks completely different than it did at that point sure. in time. Absolutely. So it's just so, I don't know. I always love seeing that in older movies like this. I wrote down also the montage, the making out montage. It was like <laughs> a lot of fucking, I'm sorry. So the tongue kissing, there was so much <laughs> making out in this movie and I'm sorry. Like, it was bad making out, right? Some of this kissing and some of the stuff that people were doing, it was like making me feel like incredibly awkward. Like I wasn't feeling like sexy or I wasn't no. like, oh, this is like a hot scene. It was like, this is so, these people can't kiss each other and it's incredibly disturbing. It made me wonder if like, all right, we're going to have to take 18 and they're like, damn yeah dude, we're gonna have to kiss again like i have no like saliva in my That's, mouth right now and it's like they're just like ugh, ugh. it's it was it was pretty rough do you think this again this was the influence of these uh heavy producers and people who invested money in this over their five thousand dollar female directors like hey i want more of that hey, probably i want more it, of that it very yeah. well could have been i'm I, i'm just i'm just finishing a book called burn it down talking about the toxicity of Hollywood. So I, I would not be surprised by that at all. Yeah, this is 1983 Hollywood. Yeah, 40 years ago, dude. I mean, you see it in the innuendos in this movie of, like we talked about the other day, old boy and I, was like the gaslighting or the like yeah. date rape, like over tones and all of this stuff. It's like, holy shit, this actually just used to fly. That was the, that was a mentality for sure. I, I have a question though, also about the making out. So, you know, when was the last time you made out? with somebody with reckless abandon like that you were probably in high school right yeah it had uh, to have been high school and and it probably was not pretty either 
Agreed. 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 <laughs> probably like real fair, sloppy aggressive. Fair enough. Remember, so maybe maybe I, they're really good actors. I mean, I I don't think that the acting in this movie was. I was okay. Yeah, I was being. I was gonna say. Uh, I feel. I feel like this movie was cast like. However good of an actor where you were, that's how naked you had to get. If you weren't a very good actor, you had to get naked. That one girl that's getting like banged in the bathroom, right. worst actor. No skill. It's like, <laughs> well, you can take your top off. Okay. Yeah, that it makes sense. The like, main character did not take her top off in this movie, and they asked her to, and she said no, and they still rolled with her. She Defer- apparently was like a pretty hard ass about a lot of stuff, like as far as like contract and stuff went. Like she's mm-hmm. not even on the movie poster because she wasn't going to get paid extra to be on it. So it's just like a generic blonde head chick on the movie poster. No, so I found this Dude, out. Good and for her, man. I read this right before I came over here. It was the actual person on that movie poster who is supposed to be her is Nick Cage's ex-girlfriend in this movie who's only in the movie for three minutes and somehow they had to replace her on the movie poster because you're right like deborah foreman who was the actor the main actress in this movie demanded more money i mean they they just nobody in this film was getting paid anything and it was just you know hey this is our first chance to be on the big screen so we'll take whatever you got you're you know you're pumping us full of like these ideas that we're going to become rich and famous in fact there is a quote from Martha Coolidge who directed this movie to Nick Cage she's the first person ever that tells told him I will I'm gonna make you famous which is cool so we've talked about actors we talked about Nick Cage Deborah Foreman who's the main role let's talk about a couple of other ones because we already kind of dipped into a, a female actress named E.G. Daly who uh, again was Dottie from um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure and she makes you know, an appearance in this film is kind of a sad role, which the crazy thing is, they wanted Valley Girls, but she was not a Valley Girl. She considered herself from like Encino or something. Oh, and, oh okay. And she wanted to be like this opposite, but she still was okay with being cast in this. She just said, I'm not going to change my voice. I'm not going to change my tone. Like, this is who I am. And if you want me, you you know, you want me in this film. And then they said, all right, just take your top off and you can be in it. And she said, okay, apparently. Because okay. that's exactly what well, happened, right? That yeah. sounds like Hollywood. Yeah. She uh, also went on to, like, do a ton of voice acting. Like, yes. right. life. She was, like, the voice of the main character on Rugrats. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. I didn't really watch Rugrats that much growing up, so I don't... I don't know. I didn't. That was just it, but... past our time. I mean, I know a lot of people who are obsessed with that show, right. but uh, I think it was just past our time. She's also done a lot of voice acting for other uh, animated films, things like that, throughout the years. You know, it, it's funny. They. I, I also read something that said that only like six people had a first and last name in this movie in the credits. Everybody else just had one name, right? Okay. Uh, so let's talk about one of the other six that actually had a first and last name, which was his name's Michael Bowen. Uh, he plays the what I like to say heavy in this movie. He's the the typical, you know, high school bro that flips his collar up, wears a oh, pink yeah. shirt, and Tommy. Ha- Tommy, Tommy, oh Tommy, yeah. and he's got like a typical '80s like I hate you name, right? <laughs> That's exactly Fair. what a Tommy is. And Fair. I work with some Tommies. I like those guys. Yeah. So he's like your typical like gas lighting douchebag. He's like, a cunt. Yeah. 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 He, he sucks, and he. He, he 
at points throughout this movie, you know, he's dating the girl in the beginning and then she likes the bad boy who's Nicolas Cage who we'll talk about who comes in and then, you know, he's trying to get her back while still trying to get with her friends because he needs all of this I don't attention. think he tries. I think he does get he with does her friends. He does get with some friends, but he and also all- that one scene where he's like trying to uh, convince the girls that you know she that that her their friend needs to get back with him, even though he's gotten with one of the two he's talking to. Yeah, yeah. the friend he gets with is Dottie, and Dottie takes her top off, and they're about to they're about to get to the thing, and then uh-huh. and she's like, so this means we're like together, right? She's like she wants commitment, and he's like, oh no, yeah, <laughs> sorry. This That's means it. we're going together, and, and he's like, you yes. know what? You're a bad friend for letting this happen, and. Puts it on her, dude. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is a real, uh, this guy's doing a real number on this so, chick. So, did they bang? No. No. Okay. No, they didn't. I couldn't that figure far. that out if that was like implied or not. Mm-mm. They no. just kind of made out. So, they're all in the valley and they're throwing these extravagant parties and they're, you know, hanging out with their, again, pastel friends at the mall and they're buying anything they want. And in comes the person who's ultimately going to sweep you off your feet, who's the bad guy, right? This is a, a theme throughout life. Girls like the bad guy. Uh, right. He's not really that bad, though. Yeah. The no. only thing that sets no. him apart is he wears different colors than her friends. Right. It's more like solid color. It's not pastel. He's wearing red and black instead of, like, you know, purple and Easter neon colors. green. <laughs> only at the beginning, though. Like, he has, like, nicer suits and stuff that he's wearing throughout the rest of the movie. And that, that's what I couldn't figure out. Like, initially when they show up, like, I was just like, are these kids punk rock or like, what is this vibe that they're putting out? And then maybe it's just like a Hollywood vibe that I don't really know about because there's I'm not from California. Punk rock culture club vibes. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on there. You just, there's an obvious separation because they dressed both of these. Yeah. Friends, like Nicholas Cage and his friend in this movie. What's his name in this movie? I'm, uh, uh, Fred, I think Fred. Yeah. Fred. Okay. So Frank, him, Trump, yeah. Fred, it's Fred. It's Fred. Him and his friend are wearing the exact same thing. Yeah, they like in to, the whole movie. Every like, time we see them on screen, they're wearing the same thing. They first see each other at the beach, and my first question is like, "Is he a valley boy?" Because like, right? And, but the, <laughs> like, did you guys notice his chest hair? Like, it was like a perfect T or something. It was oh, some weird thing going on. Oh, with that. was it? No. I okay, so let's talk question. about that real quick because this is also a big part of the story. Is if you've noticed Nick is Cage's chest hair, hair and Valley Girl, no, uh, it's a triangle, right? And it sits right where a shirt would sit open to where the hair goes right down. To, if you unbutton like one or two buttons, the hair goes down to like that second button, right? You're Takes right. his shirt off and he's got a triangle. So apparently Nick Cage was so hairy when he was a teenager that the director convinced him to shave and the ultimatum was... I'll shave my entire chest and arms and, and legs and everything if you give me this triangle. And <laughs> she said, okay. Now, if you've seen Valley Girl, this is the worst hair job for a chest on yeah. a man I've ever seen in my life. It was uh, weird. It's like a spoof. Man, I was clearly not paying attention. <laughs> okay. It's extremely comical. Go back and I'll, look at it. I, I'll write on top of that. All right. I want to back up real quick, too. All right, at the mall, it opens up at the mall. We talked about Chick Fil A, but I want to talk about and even at the beach, how how horny these girls are, dude. Like yeah. they are, they're talking about like just 
dick. Mm-hmm. Straight dick. Because this is what these investors want you to think that girls... <laughs> that Valley Girls... girls I'm going to go back to this from every time. And that's fine, because, I mean, that has to be what the drive is, because I'm like, what is going on? Like, they're not really talking about shopping or anything else. They are talking about banging. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is super horny. That uh, that section right there gave me one gave me one of my favorite lines of the movie, though. It was... Uh, like, he's got the bod, but his brains are bad news. So... One thing that we haven't talked about that I definitely want to get into while we're doing this is the parents. We briefly touched on it earlier, okay. but the yeah. parents in this movie, and I, I did have a conversation again with, with these guys, and this, you know, I was like, the, this has like stepmom porn written all over it in the beginning. Like this has right. like this. It's going like, down that road. Yeah, it, it really is. So you've got the mom who's like, Hitting on the her daughter's stepdaughter's, fri- stepdaughter's her, friends, yeah, stepdaughter's boyfriend. You've got like the oblivious dad, you, I mean, it, but it just builds and builds and builds, and then this whole thing that this stepmom thing is building into just comes like crashing down when you find out what it is. So yeah. like she's going after this guy, going after this guy, but ultimately they have a whole moment. Like she sees him across the room at the party. They see each other. Like. The, the stepdaughter introduces him, and it's like, oh, shit, something's happened. There's While vibes, her husband right? is there. Oh, yeah. yeah, and he's oblivious. You know, he's just drinking a cocktail. And there's you can tell there's some some things happening in the room that the daughter's oblivious to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Was you she know was the daughter oblivious to it? Or I was she like, a little jealous? I thought she was kind of picking up on it, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, it could be. Do you think they were in cahoots with each other? Well, they also mentioned that the the real mother's dead, right? Okay. And, and I think that plays into it later. I think the, uh, the stepmom, I guess. So there's a vivid scene in this movie where this young man, who is one of the high schoolers, comes into a house returning a book for well, like this girl. Back up, back up. He comes over to deliver something to the house and runs into the stepmom again, right? And it's just the two of them alone. And then yes. it's like there's there's some shit still there. And it's like, damn. like, And he's talking about, yeah, you know, I, okay, I, I did come over with an intent purpose. And she's like, yeah, it's all about timing, you know so-and-so is about to be home and it and and you're as the viewer you're thinking oh shit like he showed up too late he should have showed up earlier because the daughter's gonna get home yeah and it's gonna interfere so he needs to get the hell out of there so but later in the movie Mm -hmm. he comes back to the house to deliver said book to deliver uh yeah he puts up a we know what he was doing he was trying to catch somebody in the shower right Right, so he sneaks upstairs, uninvited, breaks into a house. Break, yes, goes upstairs. Yes. There's into a the lot shower. of crime in this movie. And then a little bit later, somebody's coming home. Right. Yep. Somebody's and, coming and home. Completely coming. in shadows. You can't tell it is. You assume it's the daughter. Right. And and he's he's up there banging the mom. And you see all the clothes on the ground, and the mom or the lady. Whoever opens was the, in the shower. <laughs> right. The person opens the door to catch the two people in bed, but it's really the kid and the daughter. Not the stepmom. And I think she's happy with the situation. I think that's what she wanted. But what did she, was she doing this intently? I did think so, yes. Did she do all of this intently to get her daughter laid? Yes, because these girls are super horny. That I, That is wild if that's the case. I did right? not pick up on all that. Yeah, <laughs> I did not pick up on that cahoots. Of first, the, first of all, this is weird either way. She I, either wanted to do all that to get yeah. her daughter laid or she was going to lay this high schooler 
And like neither situation is just like cool. Yeah. Well, the stepmother is a lot younger. Okay. Right, and I think she's like at, uh, closer to age. She's not like Bill and Ted young. But they talk. Though. She's like talking about how the mom died, and she's like, I think she's worried about her, and she's just trying to get her stepdaughter laid. I think that's what the. I think that's what it was. Now yeah. that you say that, like she does say, like the girl, this daughter or stepdaughter is like so. Oh, like overly excited when she first sees him, like waving at him. She's like, "Act like you know, calm down. You know, right. don't give it all to him or whatever." I can't remember exactly what she yeah. says, but so maybe they were in cahoots. Yeah, I think she was just trying to get. Yeah, that's what. That's my theory. I'm just trying to get my teenage stepdaughter laid. Yep. <laughs> so Julie's parents in this movie are a completely different breed here, right? You've yeah. Got you've got like the the mom who is the everyday mom who just who also looked like <laughs> the same age as the kids, but she's like your yeah. Ex hippie, ex did all this mom, and now she's just trying to be a mom. She was doing it for me. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, <laughs> Julie's mom. Julie's mom. Julie's was doing mom's got it going on. She was wearing like an old lady's brow blouse and like a '70s bra, and like had thick glasses right. and like a the hair. Right. Right. But you could tell underneath she was young. She was young, a young yeah. woman. Yeah. Right. You yeah. can tell in this movie she was classic. One of those take the glasses off and look how hot she yeah. is. Right. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's very That's true. perfect. Uh, it's but, getting late, you guys. I'm starting to uh, loosen up. <laughs> hey, fair enough. Uh, I, I will have to say that one of my favorite characters in this whole movie was Julie's dad, ex hippie dad, Uncle who was, Rico, was yeah. really really corny in the beginning of this movie, and then throughout the movie, he just increasingly just drops knowledge bombs on like situations. And everything. And then when he's in the bathroom and they're trying to get the prom picture with uh, Buck from Kill Bill and Julie and he's smoking weed in the bathroom. It's like, this is totally 80s. Yeah. She's like, come on with the picture. And like Buck's getting mad. Uh, I don't know what his name is. Uh, uh, Tom. Tommy. Tommy's getting mad. And the dad's in the bathroom smoking weed. And he's just supposed to take some pictures. Like it. I know. Yeah. I love that though. This movie's so like, fucking awesome. I'm gonna go in the bathroom and smoke a joint real quick yeah. before I take this picture. <laughs> like, right? Literally, Tommy was there, and she said, "Can you go get the camera?" And instead of just going to the other room to get the camera, he decides to take a pit stop <laughs> yeah. and smoke, smoke a, a whole joint, joint. <laughs> and talk to himself. Have, have like inner dialogue about what's going on. If you haven't so, seen Valley Girl by now, you should pause this podcast and watch every minute of it and so, then come back. But really quick, I definitely want to get into some of the quotes in this movie because it's this is a huge fun fact is um, not a lot of people know this, but the term for sure was made popular by the movie Valley Girl. So apparently this term had not been used prior to Valley Girl and for sure is one of the top things that to come out they, of this movie that they wanted to put across right so there's a lot of great quotes in this i want to just go through our maybe our quick favorites if y'all have any written down uh mine is without a doubt the way nick nick cage cusses in this movie i think it is just way off and he oh, has yeah. not got his chops underneath him yet yeah i definitely wrote down when he cusses it's like my kid brother cussing like it's it's <laughs> it's tough also have to mention when he was, and this was at the bar and right before that or right after that, uh, they walk into that bar and that guy just pours a drink on his own head. Did you guys notice that? Weird. Yeah. It was I mean, very weird. Is this what you do at bars in the eddies like to introduce yourself? Like you he, just pour the, the it, cocktail It was like he head? saw himself on camera. He's like, I'm just going to do this and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he was a featured extra and was just like, I'm going to make yeah. the most of this. So let's talk about the budget real quick. It was listed as what I saw three hundred fifty thousand dollars. What did you see? I saw six hundred, but we'll go with three fifty because uh, we all know you know how much the director got paid, which is only five thousand for this movie. The actors were got grossly underpaid. But out of that budget, which was extremely low for this film, again the box office was seventeen point three million, which is considered a very big success back then. Um, but in that budget, they had no idea they were going to make this, right? They were just throwing this thing out there. And if I have a feeling Juicebox is getting this because one of my favorite things about this movie is the, the soundtrack. Um, yeah. And just the like the incredible songs that maybe they just come out for this movie. They were written for this movie, but they are some of like the long lasting songs of like 80s just wave. And. I don't think any of the songs were written for this movie. I hope so. Well, so. I think there's maybe one. But they, but you, you think now they <laughs> which one th- that really, really offensive uh, prom song that wasn't even written for this movie. Okay. That was like already popular. Like in, I, it was already a song that was written because I looked that up too. And I was like, what is this? And it was you is know. it offensive or was it just making people aware back then? <sighs> Now, I listened to you prepare me for this song because you watched this before I did. Yeah. And you prepped me and you said, I can't wait till you get to the prom song. And I was like, I'm waiting because they sang a prom song and it wasn't it. I, yeah. think and I you knew it to, wasn't it. I think you had to go back and watch it because I think you had already watched it. And I was like, what about that prom song? And you were like, and then I did go back hours. and watch it. And I watched <laughs> okay. the first prom song. I was like, this, there's no way that this is what old boy was talking about. And then I get to the prom song and. I'm like, oh, my, my mouth is opening up. And then halfway through it, I'm like, is this just like a punk, like, you know. Is that punk? Political song or like, like it's not making fun of no, anything they wouldn't back make then. it funny. It's raising guess, awareness. It's just, uh... Maybe, but like that may have been what the song was trying to say. But the way that like the people were dancing and acting like as the song was being performed was like, like the backup singer, singers were doing all types of like. I don't know. Yeah, Do you know the title of this song? Had to be uh, Johnny, Are You Queer Boy? It's Johnny, Are You Queer Now? Are You Queer Now? Are You Queer Now? Okay. Apparently, Jackass used that song in one of their movies also. Really? Yeah. Oh, huh. Interesting. But, yeah. I, dude, my- <laughs> yeah, way after it. <laughs> so that wasn't probably part of this massive budget, but they paid 250000 out of the alleged 350000 to make this movie just for the rights for the music they used in this movie. Yeah. And one of them that. was, what What did I say it was? It's, uh, I'll, I'll stop I'll, the world and something with you. I'll, I'll, I'll melt the world. I'll melt the world and... <laughs> <laughs> to, be with, with you, to be with you is I'll melt the world. I'll melt the world to be with you. You know, like whatever that is. Yeah, uh, yeah that's not. Is right. that how it goes? No. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. So, I mean, those are some of the fun things to talk about about Valley Girl. Again, we, you know, we enjoy. I, I thoroughly enjoyed like revisiting something that I've never seen before, it was and we're cool. gonna do that oh, a well. lot. While we go through this Nick Cage in chronological order, we're not going to do every single Nick Cage movie, you know, no. because that would, there's no way you're going to go out and see Birdie or you're going to go out and see, you know, these movies you've never heard of in the 80s, but we're going to stop at significant ones, right? Um, but with Valley Girl, we, you know, we want to keep going because something we want to do in Bucky's basement is a couple of different segments. One of the segments um, that, 
we've always had in mind for this is uh, movie marriage, right? Yeah. So it's movie marriage is where we take two movies, two, yeah. two separate movies, and we join them, we lock them in a room, they uh, they go at it and produce this movie. Yeah, it's like the baby, and we have a soundbite for our movie marriage, which we're going to play each week we do a Nick Cage movie, and it goes a little something like this. It's time for this week's movie marriage. I'm pregnant. Are you sure? I got seven kids. I think I know what I'm talking about. And if you write into Bucky's Basement on any of our socials or our email and let us know exactly what movie that uh, soundbite is from, <laughs> we will send you a Bucky's Basement t-shirt uh, on the house. We because we, We'll make one. We have, <laughs> <laughs> we'll make one t-shirt for you. You'll have the only one. But we want the first person that knows that to send it in. Uh, when this episode is released. So movie marriage, again, we take two movies, we marry them together, we have a baby, and that's what Valley Girl is. Mm. I had trouble this week doing this. Oh, you already said one, uh, Romeo and Juliet. Well, no, that's what it's based off of, but I'm not looking at it that way, right? So my movie marriage would be something like Ski School, uh, which is like, you know, that classic 80s, you know, bro movie, Ski School. Uh, I'm going to marry that with, uh, what did we talk about earlier? The John Cusack movie? Say Anything. Is that it? Say yeah. Anything, the movie where John Cusack standing out in the yard Say holding something. the boombox above his head. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go with those two. Like two classic 80s movies. One's about romance. One's a rom-com. The other's just over-the-top 80s, and that's what I saw in Valley Girl. Okay. All right. I'm not. All right. I'm going to say uh, Grease minus the music Yep. and mm-hmm. Pretty in Pink. I like that. Those, I mean, those are very, you know, uh, Greece is Greece is another Romeo and Juliet, right? I mean, basically. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. if I, yeah, and maybe they died then. I don't know. I, I was stuck on this one too. I went with Romeo and Juliet, and then like every high school movie ever because this ticked all the boxes, or every movie after this ticks all the boxes. Right. Whatever you want to, whatever you want to say, it's like the party scene, the. Uh, Sexual innuendos. Yeah, the like makeout scene on top of a building or on you know on the cliffs in L.A. or whatever you know. Yeah. There's always something like that. It was just like all the classic scenes from those type of teen movies were in this movie. Just the sure. mall. Another thing that we like to do on Bucky's Basement is a segment where we basically have Juicebox read the description of this movie or what you can find on IMDb, Google. Um, you know, whatever is online of this movie. And then we like to throw it back to Juicebox for his own idea of what, you know, the premise of this movie is. So this is a segment we like to call Plot by Juicebox. Okay, this is the original one or the regular one. Julie, a girl from the valley, meets Randy, a punk from the city. They're from different worlds and find love. Somehow they need to stay together in spite of her trendy, shallow friends. I mean, that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah. All right, yeah. So this is my take. <laughs> it almost needs to be like the cheesy '80s, like a uh, movie voice. Yeah, but like the silly movie, not like the deep voice, like the <laughs> Randy yeah. from the <laughs> yeah, like other like, side like, of the valley. Like you're describing the movie yeah. Problem Child. Yeah. So think of it in that voice. I'm not going to be able to do it justice, but. 
Randy and Fred are two Hollywood punks just trying to get laid. Julie and her friends are trying to figure out who has the hottest bod in school. Will Randy and Julie get together despite being from opposite sides of the tracks? Will Tommy continue to sexually assault his fellow co-eds? <laughs> Will that one mom ever get to hook up with a high schooler? Yes, yes, and maybe. Yeah, I like that. That That's See, cool. that, that sells me a lot more than what you can find online about Valley was it, Girl. Was it Stepmom that did it? It is. It's like cliffhangers. That's exactly what I need in a good 80s rom-com. Uh, perfect. All right. Would this be a rom-com? Is that right? It has it's, to be, right? Yeah, that's what it's marked as. Yeah. I mean, is there? I guess there's a little bit of comedy in it, but... Well, right. another segment we like to do on Bucky's Basement, especially when reviewing movies, uh, in specific Nick Cage movies, is uh, a tagline. This is something we've done for quite a while uh, in previous arenas, and now we get to bring it to Bucky's Basement when we're doing these movies. And it is something that we've had fun with for quite a while. It's where yeah. we give you the tagline of the movie. Yeah, all movies have taglines, so we do it in a movie voice. But then we write our own taglines and, and perform it in a movie voice. That is correct. Um, can, can you give an example? Like, <clears throat> all right, so the the original tagline is... No, no, no. Give, give an example of another movie. Uh, no, let's a, just roll yeah, in it with yeah. this one. You want to go this way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the original uh, tagline is... Valley one. Girl. She wait a minute. She's cool. He's hot. She's from the valley. He's not. Right. That's the okay. tagline of the movie. She's cool. He's, he's hot. She's from the valley. He's not. Right. That's the original Valley Girl tagline. So now what we do is we tell we give you our own tagline. So I only have one, and it's not great, but I'll do it. Valley Girl. Valley Sheridan. Yeah. <laughs> What that, that that part too? Like, did you say li- Valley Sheridan? Like the hotel? It's the last line yeah. of the movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the limo driver's like Valley Sheridan. You know, like y'all go to fuck, and yeah. he, and Nick Cage is like goofy as hell. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we never said these were these were going to be good. Uh for sure. <laughs> Totally. Valley Girl. It's an 80s high school movie. You know what you're getting. I've got Valley Girl. Fuck off. For sure. Like, totally. I think that's it. Yeah, that's the best one. <laughs> that should have been the tagline. The, yeah, that should have been the original tagline. But you can't do that. You can't put that in a movie poster, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no, you, can just, you can just write what we wrote as notes. Valley Girl, what's with Nick Cage's chest hair? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. I should just go back on all of those. So, would you guys recommend for people to watch this movie? 100%. Uh, no. Let me ask you something different. Was this a great movie to get kicked off on our series of Nick Cage? I mean, this was his first leading role. It was a classic 80s movie that none of us had seen before. It's perfect for that. Could I recommend it to an adult? No. Probably not. Why? I don't know. In the same age group and be like, hey, you want a really cool 80s movie to go see that has everything you want? 
titties, gaslighting, uh, you know, oh, sushi that, at high school is parties. That, is that what cool, you want? Cool, hip, hippie parents. Pizza Hut uh, references. Pizza Hut references. You know, dad smoking weed in the bathroom. Uh, like, this is, you want that 80s vibe, that, you know, shaky shot to open the movie from the helicopter because was, they couldn't afford it because they had a terrible budget. Right. Right? So they were in just like a regular old rented hel- helicopter with no, you know, camera that's still or whatever it's just not good it's not not, it's it's not it's not well acted it's not even a good plot it's it's not even romeo and juliet there was zero there were zero problems there wasn't (laughs) i mean juice box we hadn't heard your opinion we're obviously split on this oh i'm saying i don't know i did not like it i thought this movie was boring the acting kind of hurt me and like uh, there was cringy parts too like super yeah. The, bo- the boobs are nice, but that's just not. I, I need more than that. Right. To counteract the boobs, I think even Nick Cage throws down like a uh, a slur, a F slur in there when he's cussing out the party. And it's like, oh, oh I thought I like, heard that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that kind of that didn't age well, dude. And so ah. a lot of this movie didn't age well. Yeah. 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 1983 didn't age well in general. Like anything that was going on. This so. is something we're going to be talking a lot about. Is nostalgia is not always good, and this is a this is a case where it's not always good. Fair enough. Dottie, but it's still nostalgia. It takes you back to a time where you, you had no responsibility. You were in a basement at you know 11:30 at night with a bowl of popcorn, watching a movie you shouldn't be watching, seeing Dottie from P.B. Herman's Dead for the first time. I agree, dude. I agree. I 100% like red blooded agree. There's something I was like, damn man, I'm kind of into 80s women right and like it's just because i think i grew up around them right but like i'm just there was something i was like there was something that that got me like legitimately excited and i was like but the movie's not fucking good no why don't you give it a rating and we'll just we'll put it in the books i'm gonna rate i'm I'm gonna the top top tier rating this is my best rating this is my if we are talking a three-tier system here the best rating most people would say give it you know, give it that middle rating, but I'm gonna give this a top tier rating. Yeah, he's awful damn good. I think I got the best one. I'm putting my stamp on it. I think people, if you have not seen this movie, see it. Tell us what you think about it, and then we'll go from there. Okay, I'm a harsher critic. I'm gonna give it the lowest rating, which is this uh, is this Nick Cage soundbite. This wasn't the worst movie. I didn't personally enjoy this movie, but Bucky, you made some good points about it. I can see people would enjoy it. Some people would enjoy it. For me, I was bored with it, but I'm going to go middle of the road. All right, I'm a little tired, a little wired, and I think I deserve a little appreciation. All right. We are officially split on Nick Cage episode number one. Uh, right. You know, from this series, uh, we, we're, we're about to break out of the cage, right? Because we're almost done with this episode. So we're opening the door uh, because we were just caged in. How about uh, caging boners? I don't know. What? I've got a caging boner. (laughs) Got a caging boner. Yeah, I did a couple of times in this movie. (laughs) All right. All right. So uh, here in Bucky's basement, we're here every week talking about something different. Uh, We really enjoyed, you know, spitting something tonight for a nick cage episode um we will see you guys next week as always you can find us on you know facebook instagram feel free to email us um look us up tell your friends subscribe hit that like button tell your mama and them 
yeah tell your mom and them we'll be back every week um we're gonna send you out to frank zappa's valley girl which if you didn't know uh frank zappa actually tried to have this movie stopped uh because they took the intellectual property from his song valley girl that he wrote with his daughter you guys have a great day great night great evening whatever we'll see you next time on bucky's basement peace Because, like,